0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Talking City podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host, Rich Fay. I'm delighted to be joined by Simon Baikowski. Hello. And by special guest, Chris Slater. Hi. Nice to have you both here. Uh, we, were expecting, we were getting slats in because today was meant to be a bumper West Ham special. Yeah. Storm Cara. We're we calling it
1: Cara? Kiara call it whatever you want, mate. Call it on.
0: ruined the weekend for, for all of us. Uh, yeah, the match, still a bit of debate obviously on social media, should it have gone ahead or not? Do you think it was the right decision to postpone it when they did?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, really. I mean, as, as quickly as possible. It's very difficult when you've got a team travelling up from London. I think West Ham had already made it, but obviously not. the fans hadn't made it um, and people coming up to cover the game hadn't made it. So, I, I don't know, it was a funny one, because I didn't really think much of it on Saturday night. And then I woke up on Sunday morning and was like, oh, yeah, this game could be off. Um, I mean, maybe that's just not that, that's just me, but I'm not paid to think of these things, I suppose. Yes. Did you think it would be off on uh,
2: Saturday night? Well, yeah, I, I, it was only on Saturday night I started seeing some articles saying, you know, don't travel. And I got a train from Chester back to Manchester on Saturday night, and they were saying D- people were scrambling to get trains back, so we're all going to be off on Sunday. And, yeah, I think, same as you, just kind of twigged, oh, yeah. But it was a weird one, wasn't it? Because it was, the weather was calm for a bit, then it went horrendous for about an hour and a half. And I think just around the time they postponed it, it was really, really bad. And I think that's probably why the decision was made. I think it was actually made a bit late, though, to be honest. If, it, if you, you give it a bit of time and, and, do, and give, it, give, the, give it the afternoon, or you postpone it on Saturday night, or 9 o'clock on Sunday morning, I thought. But I think the trains from London were taking five hours, apparently, because of the speed restriction. Yeah. And they... they, they um, postponed it exactly five hours before kickoff, so a lot of West Ham fans will have jumped on trains and battled to get there, which and, and then yeah, started the five hours journey to find out that it was all in vain. So I feel for them a bit, but yeah, probably the right decision at the end. I think it would have been a bit of a uh, you know, QM Q more empty seats joke, it's here, but a lot of people wouldn't have made it, even people from out here, I don't think so. Would have just been a bit of a windy farce, I think.
1: And, and that's what like the club were keen to. To stress, I think that there were just like so many travel issues, not yeah. just with the the trains from Houston, but like there was uh, flooding on the M six hundred two, and there were just like a every traffic problem you could think of there was because of this. Well, storm. I was trapped in my house. Well, exactly. You had the air raids. I you?
0: had the air raids. So I had it all. It was horrible. But uh so you out for living where you do. <laughs> yeah, well, we've made some logistical errors which we can't overcome yet. But uh, if you want to crowdfund for me to get a new house, then but, yeah. I'm more than welcome. But uh, West Ham have said they will offer free coach travel for the rearranged fixture. But, Sy, yeah I know you were in the and you had a lot of this sort of stuff to write, but is there any sort of indication on when we might see the... Uh, the City-West Ham game
1: rescheduled or? <laughs> um, I mean, City City's players are now off until Saturday. West Ham's players are now off until Saturday. The Premier League have said they don't want fixtures played in the winter break. Um, it's interesting what you term as the winter break because if you said that this week is the week that City and West Ham have got off that then they're in training on Saturday. They could play in midweek if you wanted to be a bit creative with how you termed the winter break um, I think it would make most sense for City to play in next next week Tuesday or Wednesday um, because of the horrendous fixtures they've got but it would again require the Premier League to sort of make a decision on what they view as the winter break um, and it would also require West Ham to want to play then when uh, they're perfectly entitled to say no we want to have it later in the season just because it, it would be less Ideal for City to play it, then it might be, you know, more ideal for West Ham. So we don't know yet, but the process has started um, with them trying to find a date. But it's going to be messy for someone either way.
2: I think if City was still in the thick of a tight race with Liverpool, this would be a right thorny issue. This Mm, I think be having an almighty row today now, and people, you know, the agenda. Yeah, uh, would be out. Like Christmas was, wasn't it? (laughs) Exactly. Christmas
1: fixtures went, went against City until they realise the title race was over then.
2: But there's probably a bit of a uh, of a action from City, sadly, that, well, the league's gone now anyway, so, you know, they'll probably want to f- make sure it doesn't affect the Champions League run that they'll be hoping to have in anyway, so... So do you think We're, we... Whereas, I'm sorry, but I was going to say, where's West Ham are obviously going to want to... You know, they're going to need the points, are badly to stay
0: up, so... Well, you said the Champions League there, do you think it would help City to get this game out of the way? I mean, I know this is us being, like, cocky, but you'd expect City to win comfortably do you think they need to be play have a game like that before the real madrid game as the build up
1: because yeah absolutely like they've just got Leicester away now before real madrid and like laporte has only played one game and then has been out for three i think you know do you play him at Leicester cuz he needs minutes before real madrid but then can he play two games in 4 days like Sane needs time to come back does the same happen with him it, it's the margin for error for west for real madrid has sort of reduced massively now because of this game.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, that Leicester game's become even bigger now, hasn't it? Because um, he's probably wanted to try maybe a form, a different formation or two, I don't know. Sometimes it gets a bit funky in the Champions League, yeah, yeah. as we saw Anfield a few years ago, four defensive midfielders <laughs> or something. Uh, so I, I don't know, yeah, that, that Leicester game's going be, gonna to be big now, but he can't really be treating that as, a, as um, some kind of Real Madrid experiment game either because... The only threat really is that they might get bumped into third or fourth from, from Leicester, so they really need to win that, don't they? So
1: Yeah, and it's a tough place to go, isn't it? Mm. Really.
2: We shall see what awaits wait that uh, when we're on the subject
0: of grim weather, what's the worst like weather you've had at a football match? How grim's it been?
1: Oof. I mean, fine rain is always always bad. Um
0: I mean even in the was it in the heat the couple of weeks ago your laptop perished
1: at <laughs> That, that, that was a, a cup coffee. of tea killed uh, <laughs> by another journalist That will remain nameless I was at Stamford Bridge The other season For an FA Youth Cup final Which had um, It was a thunderstorm going on It was really quite atmospheric To, to watch That was quite nice Nice to be at
2: Um, there was a game City played home to Fulham a few years ago um, where it was snowing that bad they had to keep coming on and brushing the lines of the the pitch on I remember that one Um, and the League Cup final against Arsenal a few years ago, bizarrely, was one of the coldest I'd been. I was still in the, con- I think I was just stood near a door on the concourse. there was like a gale, a gale blowing through that door, but it was that cold I couldn't finish my lager. So that's oh, wow. wow. That's how cold it was. That's the barometer of what
0: I just left lager. it to, to, to the box to ride. And oh, just not my. I got so excited I just kicked my bottle to the ground. So it's it was off someone's laptop, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> just for the that. Um, the wettest I've been was um At a, match. Game. At a game T <laughs> <laughs> me
0: uh, I showers and bats <laughs> si-
1: city, city pre-season In summer It was like an absolute Monsoon Which game was that Was yeah. that um, Hong Kong was it No that was uh Japan Yokohama, Yokohama, yeah. Who um, recently made headlines for their part in missing nine penalties in a row?
0: Yeah, against Vissel Kobe. Yeah, yeah. The,
1: uh, yeah, that was J League Super Cup. Um, but yeah, they don't do don't really do taxis um, in Yokohama, which we didn't know until we got there, and it was teeming down. And a poor member of the Yokohama comms team wanted to help us out and stood on, I would say, an eight-lane eight highway, trying to flag a taxi, going at, like, 60 miles an hour for, I would say, 20 minutes while we were getting wet through before giving up and walking half an hour in the rain to the train station. So, um, <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Had to wring out a lot of clothes after that.
2: Fair enough. Yokohama beats full of home. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. We'll just have that. Uh,
0: well, this week... And I must use this plug because producer Asha told us we have a Talking City Facebook group. If you've got any questions, maybe if you want to tell us about the wettest you're up in that Man City game, Mm. let us know. Let us know about the worst. Keep it clean. Keep it as clean. Well, we can filter it out if not anyway. We want want to see your responses. But make sure you send in any questions you get. And we had quite a few. This one from Graham Hussey um, Was regarding Phil Foden. We were speaking last week, so it would have been very interesting to see the role Foden would have played yesterday against West Ham, because like I said, that's one of the few chances he's got coming up to get game time. But Graham asks, does Phil Foden need to leave City to get his career back on track? I have no faith in Pep playing him week in, week out.
2: What do you both think, Chris? No to Um, him leaving. Um, You know, I know these points have been gone over and over by a lot of people. but, you know, Pep's not just not going to want to send him away. He's going to want to keep him close to, and make sure he's adapting to the, to out, to the well, to say his way of playing. Um, I can understand fans' frustration with him not getting as many minutes. And I think it's getting to the point now where, at first it was like, come on, just give him a few minutes, as in, like, just, you know, do, do it out of the kindness of your heart. Now there's definitely a football in. Sort of argument for it. You know, there are games now where you sit and watch things. I think Phil Foden would improve City's play in this game or, you know, would add a new dimension. He's a bit more dynamic, isn't he? He picks the ball up and he runs with it and, and charges into the box and follows it into the six yard box. So, so that makes him, a, a, you know, a potential goal scorer as well. So I do think there's. The time's going to come, when Pep's going to think. Well, you know, especially with some of these league performances, you know, um, that I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw him in there. So uh, I don't, I don't think he should leave, and I don't think he will leave. But um, it would be, would be good to see him get some minutes before next season, especially if David Silva is going in the summer, as we believe.
0: Do you see him as a player who can replace David Silva, or do you think he's just someone we've not seen enough of yet to? Actually, grasp just how good
2: he is. I think he's definitely been earmarked for that role. Um, I, I don't see them as identical players. Though. I do know that. You know, he's left-footed and he's very tricky. and He's got good ball control, but I don't think he is exactly the same as David Silver. So when you say replace, I think I don't think he can replace David Silver for a start. I don't think he's as much into the threading balls through and that kind of thing. I think he's going to be I don't know. There's a even though he's small and tricky, there's a touch of the Frank Lampard I think about him, sort of hanging around on the edge of the box. You know, and like I said, charging into the six-yard box. So I think he'll score a lot more goals than David Silver. I think he'll add a different dimensions, but I think it may need someone to be next to him in a creative way maybe Bernardo moves infield and starts playing as a number 10 rather than a winger um, but I definitely think he's been here right to, to replace David Hill. but whether he'll replace him like for like I don't know so for yourself what do
0: you think Foden needs to see between now and the end of the season to do I G- know, games games games, games
1: games yeah I mean spot on from Chris everything he just said um, like Previously, we've said Foden should start because we see him as like some talented prospect who can come into the team and needs games. But this season, especially, you've started to say he should start games because he gives something that no other midfielder can do at City, and he 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 is distinct from Silva, he's distinct from De Bruyne, from Gundu, and he, He's got his own unique skills, and he's shown that um, when he sort of played wide left. Um, as well. I don't think his career is like not on track but it has been a bit disappointing to see him start just two league games this season and certainly even games like Liverpool away um, when he hadn't played at Atalanta in midweek because he'd been suspended you think like maybe this is a game and you've got loads of injury problems and as it was like rodrick came back from from injury Um, but it's still a case where it's like oh there's always like another solution that doesn't involve playing Foden and uh, you know if if he doesn't get games then he is going to get fed up and want to to leave because as good as staying at, at City is like any footballer wants to play
2: Don't think you can underestimate, you know, the role in being a City fan plays in that, though, Mm. in terms of him leaving as well. If he was, like, Sam Shaw was a London lad, you know, had no real affinity to City as a club, so obviously as soon as he saw his path to the first team blocked, he was off, basically, whereas I think Phil's going to be much more inclined to give it as much of a chance as he can. I think the club would really have to be shunning him big time for him to leave. There was a a mate of mine who's a City fan who said, oh, if I was Phil Fone, I'd leave. He basically echoed that point, and I said, well... But would you rather play for Real Madrid or City? And he said, Well, City every time. I said, There's your answer. Then Phil Foden's going to want to be a City first team player more than play for anyone else because he loves the club, you know. But they can't, City can't, I think they are kind of relying on that a little bit at the minute. You know, they, they probably are testing his patience a little bit. So they don't need to push that too far. They, they need to just f- try and put him being a fan aside and just treat him as a prospect, you know.
1: It'll be big to see what they do in summer because they've said that, yeah, we're not replacing Silva. Yeah, we've got Phil, we've got Phil, we've got Phil. And like I've been saying they've always found like a way to not put him in the team it seems so if they go out and spend big on someone to come into that midfield then that is kind of another another player that isn't Phil um, that he has to compete with and I know you have to compete with an extraordinary array of talent in that midfield but it's kind of his time now I think especially where they are in the league.
0: Do you think there's an added frustration from Foden, the fact that he was so instrumental in that England and 17 World Cup when he was the next big thing? He still is maybe the next big thing, but now there's like a resurgence of the English central attacking midfielder. You've got Madison Grealish, even like Todd Cantwell at Norwich, and Foden should be amongst those players, shouldn't he? But at the moment, he's not.
1: He, he, he can be, though, in a way that like... But do you not think that if he'd he has been
0: given he, game time this season, he could be in a position to go to the Euros this summer?
1: Yeah, perhaps, yeah. Um but in the same sense like he wasn't with the 21s for very long at all and cuz he's not been played up throughout his career so he went in the 21s for ages and then suddenly last summer he turned into like the 21s best player and it was like a national outrage that AD Boothroyd dropped him for the second game so you know and he and he was only just turned 19 in May I think so he, he wasn't he, an old 21 um, so when he does get his chance I don't think he'll take long to to show what he's all about
0: Watch your space We'll wait and see Uh, Next question came in From Peter Burton It's the usual Weekly question About Pep Guardiola There's a lot of questions About his future at the club But From Peter Burton All he wants to know Dead to the point How long do you both think Pep will stay at City for?
2: Uh, I was a piece of string Um, I I, I seem to be in the minority On this a little bit I do think he may stay A a few years yet Um, partly because, well, when I say where else does he go, obviously he walks into most other jobs in world football, but I don't think he's ever had the control or the, you know, the freedom to shape a club, not just a team, but a club like, he, like he's like he been given the chance to here at City. I think, you know, um, at Barca he had elected presidents who were foisting signings on him and things, which he got fed up with in the end. At Bayern you had the sort of legends row of... Rummenigga and Beckenbauer chirping in every five minutes saying this isn't the buying way and that kind of thing. Um, obviously, it's uh, City are in many respects now pep FC and I think, you know, you might think, you know, he may well think well where, where do I go from here and I know he tries to emphasise the fact well I might get sacked I love it when he rings up. he says I'll stay till as long as I'm sacked you know the as if the idea cheeky frog down a corridor at the editing. like th- th- thanks but no thanks mate you know. Tony Pulis is still available like. <laughs> yeah. just, give it big stamps to the end the season um, yeah so I, I just I find that idea baffling I think I think the board will let him stay as long as he wants unless it's we finished 10th, three, three years on the trot or something. I think he'd be given as long as he wants and I think he might think, well, I've got I've got control, I've got some really good young players to work with and I've got funds to spend on players that I want to supplement them with. So definitely there's a possibility of him of him staying a good, another three, two, three, possibly four years. But then again, he could just, you know, one day that we I mean, might just wake up and that's that. So I don't know, it's the unanswerable question, I suppose, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and that... You know, when like Arteta left and it was put to Pep, like, is sort of the fact that we don't know when you're going to leave a reason why Mikel might have felt he had to go? Um, and, like, Pep said, yeah, what are you going to do? Sack me? Like, no, no, you're not. Um, he will go when he wants to go. And, like, Chris says, he's sort of got everything set up for him at City. Um, I can't see him not staying another year to see out his contract he's never not seen out a contract um, should City win the Champions League this season that is the only thing I could think he might want to go out on a high we said like that
0: last week in the office when we were speaking about ourselves that he won't go out on high but do you think he'll almost relish the fact of trying to win his title back next season now that Liverpool have it
1: yeah absolutely he loves proving people wrong and I think as well what you've kind of um, what you've got to Think about, yeah, you know, eventually things take its toll and he's always said he'll leave when the players no longer sort of respond to him in the same way. But after his first season, that kind of... He brought his own players in and uh, the scope to do that again. There was there was frustration last summer that they didn't bring in a centre-back. So, again, if they have a really frustrating summer um, coming up and then next season we're all talking about, well, City's title challenge has failed because they've not brought in the right people then he might be thinking do I want to keep sticking around and people keep laughing at me and saying I'm not a good manager because I've not got the players that I need Um, so there is that but he will relish the idea of, of winning his title back and showing that he's not well there's more to him than silly people say there are there is
0: Two hypothetical questions coming up now for both of you. This one comes mm. from Simon Kerr, and it's on the subject of Pep again. But he says, if Pep was to leave this summer, who do you think would be the best suited to succeed him and why? Are there any Obviously, you don't want to think about life after Pep, but Chris, is there anyone that you think would be in the mould? Do you think you'd want to go for someone similar to Guardiola or rip up the work and go for a,
2: a new... So it was the question: If you left this summer, yeah, yeah. Um, I know before Arteta left, a lot of the, the thinking seemed to be, well, you know, um, it, it'll be him and it'll be the continuity guy and stuff. I was never really, I never really sort of was into that that much. I just couldn't see City handing over the reins to. Someone who'd never managed a top club before that, you know, um, that wanted to upset our producer. Maybe he went. To, that's why he went to Arsenal to, um, you know, to, to see how he got on managing a bit of club of that stature. But um, you would think someone like Pochettino, if he was still out of work, or. Even Brendan Rodgers, I know that he's he's a figure of fun um, for a lot of fans, isn't he? But I think he really is proving now, especially uh, especially recently at Leicester, that you know they were playing a lot of good football and look, look where they are in the league, you know. And I think um, I saw some reports a few months ago that he'd be someone who'd be high on City's list, and that wouldn't surprise me either. To be honest, I can you know I can see him bringing so two you players would, from the academy. Would you think he's a good fit then, Brendan Rodgers? Do you even though. Like you
0: said, it's sometimes a figure of fun. He's had the connections of Liverpool that wouldn't bother you as a future city manager. I, I,
2: I, he's got a bit of a stigma around him, hasn't he? And I don't really know why. You know, like, and I, I can imagine the appointment being met with a bit of outcry in some quarters of city's fan base and division in, from a lot of opposite fans. But just being from a personal point of view, I don't think he'd be that bad of an appointment. I couldn't, I could see it, but I think someone like Pochettino is a lot more likely if it was this summer. But it's an idea.
1: The standout candidate for me is Pochettino. Um, I know people say he hasn't won a trophy, but for for me, he's just been outstanding at Tottenham. And I remember the furore when Southampton replaced Nigel Adkins with him. And it was like, who does Southampton think they are bringing in this, this foreign guy who nobody knows stealing and, our jobs. Yeah, Neil like Nigel Atkins would have kept Southampton up surely and now they'll be ruined and, and he turned Southampton into A glamorous team. A really, know. really good team who Liverpool bought all the players off him. Um and the work he's done with Spurs and you know, it takes a really special coach to get the better of Guardiola and Pochettino's done it more than most and I thought he was superb in the, the Champions League quarter and getting that Spurs team to the to the final when, you know, they weren't, it's not like they were outplayed in the final. It was just one of those the things. Dog of a game, it was it? a really poor game, yeah. Um, they both had a break, hadn't they? And caught up with them. But, um, but yeah, my problem with the continuity candidate like Arteta is that Guardiola is the best manager in the world. So it's like trying to replace Sir Alex Ferguson. Like Sir Alex Ferguson kept things together at United because he was so good and then he left and everything that he was holding together fell apart. Like, what if as much as possession football and everything else that Guardiola brings, what if it's just him and he sees things that no one else doesn't? So, you know, if if you try and have like Guardiola light, then it might all fall down because you've not got the sort of, the genius of Guardiola to to pull it off. But I think Pochettino's got that spark that can, and he will be determined to, to win a trophy to shut those people up.
2: I do think it'll be someone outside the club. There does seem to have been like this idea from when Pep came in that you know whoever's number two will be yeah. will have a season under his wing or something. You know I just yeah. like I said before I've just never really gone with this idea. I think they will take another manager from another top club because that's how they regard themselves now. I don't think they'll take a punt on on you know someone who looks a reasonable coach or whatever. They they want to go for a stellar name and someone who's proved themselves. If Arteta was to really rip up trees, at Arsenal I could see him coming back but I think if not it will be like another top manager even in England or in Europe yeah Potipino probably is the standard kind of
1: you'd think yeah. like Arteta would have to win a trophy probably for him to be considered wouldn't mm-hmm. you because um, even
2: and get them back to the Champions
1: League. you know it's like a great story for, uh, for them if they were to bring in like Arteta or Patrick Vieira or it shows like how good the City football group is but if we sort of detach City from the City football group for a minute and just treat them as like one of the top clubs in Europe that they're trying to be well, that they are, then uh, they should be looking at the best appointment, regardless of whether they've worked for City before.
0: Talking about the uh, best appointments, it's impossible not to watch Leo Messi, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. How can't believe really, sa- really it's us
0: this long. How excited were you last week when you saw those, those reports, those rumours that you know? Uh, yeah,
2: but i have just seen them so many times before. <laughs> it's just Groundhog Day number 256, isn't it? Um, <sighs> The, the line I think that Simon might know better than me, but I think the line from City is essentially, you know, if he becomes available, we think we might be in the best, uh, the, one of the best positions of anyone. But it's the the big if is, would he leave Barcelona? I can't see it. Pep said he can't see it, and I, there is a danger it just become. I, I've tried to envisage. Messy playing for City and like we it Bournemouth away, just like you know, every time you miscontrol <laughs> a ball away and it goes up for, for throwing, and it's just it would just turn into like the messy circus, wouldn't it? And I think I don't know, like I, I think it'd be fun for a few weeks, and I think it could become really tedious. I'm not saying I wouldn't want him to, to sign for City if he was available, obviously, I would, but it it would just be it would be a complete circus, I think. And you, you are that's what they'd be signing themselves up for, but I suppose from the owner's point of view, it would just. Plonks, you know, City firmly on the world map of football if they weren't already, so they'll definitely go for him if he's available, but I just personally can't see him leaving Barcelona. I just
1: can't. I, I think there are sort of two things that have brought this more into play, because it's not like we just get bored and write like, oh, city,
0: <laughs> oh Messi's, <laughs> Messi's coming
1: it? to see see want Messi. You know, this uh, contract clause that he's got that is remarkable, that means he can leave for free at the end of the season if he wants to, um, is right? pretty wild I like, wish I had one of those well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can leave whenever you want mate and, <laughs> see ya. Uh, the other was his outburst on Instagram at um, Eric Abadal a sporting director who like They've been teammates together and also Messi never comments on these kind of things. So for him to speak out was pretty, pretty huge. So it wasn't that Messi to City was suddenly on. It was just that it was like more on that it's probably been for five years. Um, And, you know, it would be remiss of City not to say, oh, by the way, Leo, you know, just so you know, if you ever want to change the scenery we're here for you and we're basically set up to get the best out of you. saw some, like, some stuff on the radio like where would Messi fit in at City? I was like, just going to it's just on. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. We need a center half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, who, who wouldn't want to see Messi in the Premier League and City would dearly love to have him and are one of the few clubs that could afford him. If he was on a free transfer, yeah, there'd be astronomical wages and if you were to bring him in on those wages then other players might want to to push theirs up, but at the same time it's messy. If he's available, you do it. He is one of like maybe three or four players in world football that you'd say that for.
2: Yeah. So he's never really gone for the galactico kind of uh, transfer policy, no. have they? Like when they got obviously Rabino, I suppose you could argue, but they kind of tried that for about three weeks when they when the when the when the shake first took over. But since then, it's been trying to buy players and you know like at the sort of fifty million mark and try and improve them into hundred and fifty million pounds, which they've done yeah, which yeah. They time done. again. So that it would see the whole transfer policy kind of thrown out the window to just it throw w- the kitchen it- sink at someone like Messi, but because f- it's him, you can see them doing it.
1: it. Would but if it's free and if he's like say he's. 50 million pounds a year in wages, which would be wild. But set well, you know, they spent 42 on Mangala, so 50 million Don't for Messi, 42 for Mangala. <laughs>
0: like, gotta hope he proves that 8 million worth, haven't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. But, okay. and, and, you know, um, it was pointed out like City have got 17 million Instagram followers and Messi has got 100 million. So that. I think tag him a few posts. It, it's, it's not like, oh, his shirt sales would pay for itself, but he would bring in a hell of a lot of money to them
0: and do you think a sign of could really I mean because there's still from other top clubs I'll use them in inverted inverted commas in Europe still don't see City as being one of the big boys on the elite table but if it's Man City and they've got Leo Messi there's no disputing from the old boys buying a Real Madrid that you know this
1: this oh it would cause a massive stink everyone would be furious it'd be great wouldn't it yeah yeah everyone would be absolutely fuming that Messi was playing for City
2: so, yeah, it would would be a change of direction, wouldn't it? Because the you know yeah. the the imi- the image of City has been, I think, a lot of the other top um, in the top leagues think they they have gone for the Glasgow thing. They go, yeah. oh, they just they just buy who they want and all that kind of things. Like, well, they don't really. They buy quite you know, so sort of, you know, players who are um, prospects and, and build them up. And they have to pay a certain amount because everyone knows they
0: have got money. Exactly. So it's like the, because the price got go up if City coming for a player. You look at even like when they bought Edison, people saying that much for a goalkeeper well, yeah he's proving it Sterling yeah. proving it Gabriel Jesus proving it Sane proving it Bernardo you know what mm, I mean
1: yeah but I mean also talking about Messi from like a playing point of view you've got like Aguero who's still getting the goals but contract runs out in 2021 Jesus is young people still aren't sure Jesus is going to be the Aguero successor like having Messi for two years
0: tied you over
1: would be a pretty decent way to tide you over. That that'd probably be worth hundred million for him. Do
0: you, the only thing I'd say. Do you unanimously think the positives outweigh the negatives in the fact that you said it will be a lot of money? You might upset some other players. Might have to lose some other players. And the expectations on City
1: go up a notch again, don't the, they? The positives massively outweigh the negatives, but it's very very unlikely to happen. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> So what we spent five minutes talking but, but it's, about. But it's more likely to happen than it has been in the last yeah. five years. So,
0: who knows? Might be on Chris Slater's Man City calendar 2021 yet yeah.
2: after I'll
1: get it printed just in case.
0: <laughs> we'll get them stock, sell them down the, down the market uh, tomorrow. But, Cy, uh, si, Chris, thank you very much for joining us week on the Talking City podcast. Like we said, there is a Talking City Facebook group. So if you want to get your uh, questions in for next week's show, then we will have them answered. And we will be back again next week. Who knows if we'll have a preview of a West Ham game or not. We'll keep you posted on the MEN about all the developments over that fixture rescheduling. And we will see you again next time.